0: The Whole Health Cure with Dr. Sharon Berquist, the podcast that brings you inspiration and skills for living a healthy and fulfilled life. Welcome to the Whole Health Cure podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Sharon Berquist. On this podcast, we explore the science and provide inspiration and skills for living your happiest, most fulfilling, and healthiest life. Today, I'm joined by Dr. Karen Goodlett, and we'll be talking about the evolution of plant-based nutrition at Kaiser Permanente in Atlanta, Georgia. And this is a great story of how ideas spread and how one person or a small group of people can make a big difference. Dr. Goodlett is an internal medicine physician at the Southeast Permanente Medical Group in Atlanta, Georgia, where she has worked since 1991. She is Assistant Physician Program Director of Quality Resource Management, a float pool physician in the Department of Ambulatory Medicine, leading plant-based nutrition education for Kaiser Permanente Weight Management Program, and co-lead of 21 Day Plant Power Challenge, sponsored by Kaiser's Wellness Committee. Previously, she had worked at the National Health Service Corps deployment as Medical Director of Drew Health Foundation in East Palo Alto, California. She attended Furman University um, in Greenville, South Carolina, went to medical school at Washington University in St. Louis, and completed her residency at George Washington University Primary Care Internal Medicine. And I won't mention what year. (laughs)
1: Uh, I don't mind being older. (laughs) (laughs) Seasoned saint. There we go. Dr. Goodlough, thank you so much for joining us. And thank you for having me. This is exciting, and Emory's lovely. I'm always glad to see more of it and meet you all. Well, thank you. So I want to talk with you about the
0: evolution of all the things that you're currently leading at Kaiser, because obviously most things have a long history of how you got here, and the path is never direct. They're always um, kind of zigzags until you get to where you are now. So I want to go back to how this all started, and I believe it was in
1: 2013. Is that right? Um. That's right. Um, And this all started with a heart attack. Uh, One of our physicians at work had chest pain and said, I think I'm having a heart attack. He went to his colleagues, do an EKG, and indeed he was having a heart attack.
0: Convenient to be there. Uh,
1: He was in the (laughs) right place and he was smart enough to not ignore the signs. So, of course, they took care of that and he started researching, what can I do better to prevent Uh, heart disease and to help myself, and he discovered the power of plant-based nutrition. So he adopted a low-fat, whole-food, plant-based diet with strong encouragement from his wife (laughs) (laughs) and um, has thrived ever since then. He was, I think, in his late 40s, which is kind of early, from Omaha, Nebraska. I ate, I guess, a lot of Omaha steaks but as now a certified personal trainer
0: oh wow what a and turnaround. is a
1: leader on our wellness committee so that was the start of it a person with the knowledge one power, one person with you know the power of one we will see and also um my husband was on the wellness committee um, He not a plant-based person not we weren't at that time you know because vegans were just as a social group. It's a group that were, you know, scrawny little vegans, you know. <laughs> and you didn't think about them. You didn't think about them in the medical perspective, that there was never a class on veganism in medical school. There's not even a class on nutrition. <laughs> <laughs> not in nutrition either. And uh, my husband was chosen to be on the committee because he's a runner, has run track since college, and is a, uh, has come second, third, and fifth in the nation in his age group, even in his 50s and 60s. Last summer, he was uh, second in the nation, four, uh, 400 meters. Oh, wow. So they said, you are a good example of health. You know, you'll be on our committee. So he's actually a lead physician for the whole Georgia region. So anyway, our physician with the heart attack said, well, we need to teach our doctors more about nutrition. And I think plant-based nutrition might be interesting. So let's invite Dr. Michael Greger to speak to the medical group. So we have, like many... Guess medical programs, have evening meetings, continuing medical education, and then you talk about business. So Dr. Michael Greger came to speak to us in June of 2013. And we we're sitting there eating our chicken <laughs> and other things. And by the time he finished, I thought, this chicken doesn't look so exciting anymore. You know, he was talking about, you know, the effects of animal products on your health. And at that time, I still didn't have any intention of changing because it was just something I never even thought about. But I had a different perspective on the meat that we were eating after hearing Dr. Michael Greger. Now, my husband heard something totally different. He, ref- uh, Dr. Michael Greger referred to a 21-day vegan kickstart sponsored by the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine, pcrm.org for anyone who's listening, And um, since my husband was on the committee, he was thinking, we need to do something fun to get the staff excited. And then he said, that could be fun, a challenge. So the wellness committee decided to adopt that, you know, because, you know, should we have, you know, some kind of weight loss program or sugar challenge? And he said, let's do that. And I said, well, Reggie, if you issue the challenge, you have to follow it. You know, you have to do it, too, and I'm not going to cook meat for me and plants for you, so I'll sign up because <laughs> I'm the one that does all the cooking and the cleanup, <laughs> and I have to make life easy because I'm a working physician. So um, so the challenge began, and we brought in a Food for Life instructor from PCRM. They train instructors around the nation to help people convert from animal based to a plant based diet. So she came and she spoke to us, gave us some tips. And our physician with a heart attack spoke to us and we just and I was amazed at how people were excited about it. I said, "Y'all are excited about giving up meat? What's all the excitement about?" But I think what it is is we most of us don't climb Mount Kilimanjaro. We don't go bungee jumping and diving and so this was a kind of challenge, but we like challenges, a little excitement in your Everyday boring <laughs> or the same life, right, right. so people were kind of excited. How are we going to do this? And what are you going to eat? And let's share some recipes. So we did the twenty-one day challenge. During that time, I um, I started. I was exposed to the information. I I learned about all the the good websites, nutritionfacts.org, Dr. Michael Greger, and PCRM, and um, nutritionstudies.org, you know, the China study, Dr. Colin Campbell. So I just kind of jumped into it. I read the science, and, of course, as a physician, we are scientists, and we should be practicing evidence-based medicine, So at the end of the 21 days, I had to decide, what do I do? Do I go forward with this? Do I go back? And my little angel and the devil were working that out in my head, you know. (laughs) Well, you know you should do this. You know you're going to get healthier if you do this. But I said, what about I love to bake? What about all my baking cookbooks? And I just bought one on bone broth, you know. (laughs) What am I going to do with that? I'm a recipe-holic. Thousands of recipes on the internet, written, handwritten, tons of cookbooks. But I said, well, um, you know, your family has a lot of diabetes. You know, grandma lost both legs. Mama lost a leg. My uncle lost a leg. My other uncle lost a foot. My younger brother on high-dose insulin. I said, you know, the handwriting's on the wall. you gotta, you got to do something. And this, this diet will prevent that. If you have diabetes, it can turn it around, but it'll also prevent it. And maybe I should be the one to break the family legacy. Maybe if I can be this, my children will know. There's no excuse. You don't have to have diabetes. (laughs) If you change what you eat, you change who you are. And then I said, well, but I'd have a big green egg and I want to grill the chicken, you know. And you just kind of went back and forth. And I said, well, but plant-based nutrition, I found out, can prevent breast cancer. My mother had breast cancer. Can prevent prostate cancer. And even studies by Dr. Dean Ornish have shown that he has reversed early stage prostate cancer with plant-based nutrition. So my husband's father died of prostate cancer. His brother had prostate cancer. I thought, I could save him if, you know, no more cheese in the house, especially the dairy is the strong promoter of this. And kind of went back and forth. And then I thought, well, This could save brains, hearts, kidneys, legs. It could save the lives of our patients. So I need to tell them about this. But I can't tell them that unless I'm doing it. And that was it. And at that moment, I made that decision. I was filled with joy that I'd never experienced in life before. It was like a blaze. It was like a fire. And I thought, oh, my God, what's happening? You know, I ran outside, looked around and said, what's happening? What's happening? You know, but it was it was almost euphoric. And I thought I guess I interpreted it as this was a message that this is what you are to do. Yeah. You know, and any time I talk to a patient and they agree to do this, they get teary eyed. I get teary eyed. We hug each other and I feel that joy. So that was my beginning. And it started with one person. Yeah, that's
0: what a great story. And so that was back in 2013. Right. And then you launched the 21-Day Plant Power Challenge. And you were one of the participants. So you get through the 21 days. How did you feel? Like, did you physically, emotionally, mentally feel different when you, you know, broke up with the green egg? (laughs) No.
1: (laughs) Well, I have been asked that question many times. How did you feel? Did you feel a lot better? And I would have to say, in terms of my physical health, immediately I didn't feel dramatically different. Some people do. And I think I didn't feel dramatically different because I was already very health conscious. I was already a big eater of plants, grains and beans, fruits and vegetables. And I had done that for years. And I was not overweight. I was hundred and I think it was 136 pounds when I started the challenge. <laughs> so and I think when people are pretty unhealthy and uh, then they start this and do it, they have a more dramatic response. Some people may lose six pounds in a week because they gave up bags of potato chips and Hostess cupcake Twinkies and sodas. <laughs> so I, don't, I didn't feel different, so, so much different physically. I think I felt... Um, a sense of joy and happiness and peace and purpose and mission. So it was more of a spiritual, psychological impact. Now, over time, you know, because I didn't have dramatic differences, but over time, my weight kind of went down. I wasn't trying to lose weight. I was 136 pounds. BMI was maybe 21 or something. Over time, I lost 10 pounds. wasn't really trying, but it just kind of melted away. Then one day I realized, oh, my ankles don't hurt anymore. You know, I used to get up in the morning and just, I'm, you know, I'm almost 63. So I'd hobble around for a little bit with achy ankles. But I didn't make a, I'm, you know, I didn't make a big deal about that. You're older. What else? Then one day I went, that's gone. <laughs> and uh, I just assumed, oh, you might have a little mild arthritis. Um, you know, on rainy days, I might get a little zinging pain in the elbows. It can rain all it wants to. Now in Georgia, I have no pain. So some physical changes did happen. They were gradual, were not dramatic. So I didn't think about that at first. And I don't even know how long that took because I'm just not one to sit around worried about little health issues. So, um, you know, and even in my 50s and early 60s, I would get a little bit of acne here and there. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of weird. That went away. And then I have read subsequently an animal-based diet, especially with the fats, can promote acne. So it was not my imagination. Some of that went away. Okay. And I used to get um, three to five colds a year, starting from childhood on through adulthood. And when my children were in daycare, it was up to like eight a year or sometimes more. And for about, let's see, I've been doing this six years. For about the first five and a half years, I didn't get another cold. And I thought, well... You know, that's that's you can't have a scientific study of one, but maybe that has something to do with. And I have read subsequently, people have noticed that decreased upper respiratory infections. I don't know if anybody's done a scientific study for that, but that was something observed. And I, I hesitated because this past, um, this past um, a few months ago, I, the Game Changers movie. I had a call. I was really mad <laughs> 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 because I was asked to be on the panel. I went. It's been five and a half years. Why now? But anyway, (laughs) I'm not perfect. You know, it's not perfect, but pretty healthy. So I haven't had those dramatic changes um, that you would feel that many people say. I I must admit, um, I did have a hemoglobin A1C of 5.6. I was not overweight. I was in my 50s. And uh, that was right at the verge of being pre-diabetic. And... uh, and I didn't check it again for years because even though I'm a physician, I'm human. I was afraid to go get it checked because, <laughs> you mean know, to me, diabetes oh, was looming, <laughs> looming on my head and like, oh, you're going to get it. You're going to get it no matter what you do. But now my, I eat tons of carbs, healthy carbs, tons of fruit. And my A1C went down to 4.8. So that's not something you're going to feel. Right. But you, I went in the opposite direction. With what people people say, oh, you're diabetic, you don't eat the fruit and don't eat the carbs. No, you eat healthy carbs and healthy fruit. You don't eat Reese's peanut butter. Well, I won't call names, but, you know, <laughs> the candy, the white sugar, that's a problem. But um, butternut squash, whole grain rice, white potatoes, sweet potatoes are not a problem. Yeah. That's the food we were meant to eat. And on that kind of diet, my A1C went a1C, for those who don't know, is a test for one of our tests for diabetes. It went toward normal, went to normal. Yeah. So,
0: <clears throat> so yeah, you know, the changes are different with every person. As right. you said, it's all where you start from. And mm-hmm. that will, of course, impact the changes that you notice. But it's interesting that as healthy as you were going into it, there's always healthier.
1: Absolutely.
0: You know, even if it's that little marginal mm-hmm. five pounds, 10 pounds, a little less achy, but also really striking beyond the physical is what you're mentioning about the mental, the spiritual. Um, which is all very, you know, interesting yes. because there's
1: also not scientific but it's there.
0: <laughs> and, and there is, you know, some interesting right. work around how mm-hmm. inflammation even in the brain can oh, alter decision yes. making and mood and right. and and so there's potential far-reaching effects beyond the physical health. Uh, and those are you know, subtle, harder things right. to really note because, you know, so many things contribute to our emotional yes. and mental state. Um, but, but that's wonderful. So so what happens next? So now you're a champion for this plant-based diet because you now have drunk the Kool-Aid. Uh, <laughs> unsweetened, of course. <laughs> uh, a little cherry, puree cherries. In <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with natural juices. Uh-huh. Um, so what comes next?
1: Okay, so uh, there was actually a lot of excitement about it. And staff were saying, oh, when are you going to do another challenge? Especially our staff overweight, and, you know, they're trying all kinds of programs, paleo diet, keto diet, and um, and when your own Kaiser doctors are promoting something, uh, then I think people have a little more respect for that and interest in it. So they decided to do another one in Sept- September 2014. So this time, um, you know, I'm not on the wellness Kitty committee, but I'm married to the wellness committee because my husband's on it. So I'm like free labor, you know? <laughs> so I decided, um, I, I guess I always, I, maybe I like to teach. And I think, uh, there are a lot of things that go into deciding how we do something and why we do it, um, whether we do it or not. But to me, it's important to know why Yes. To have the knowledge and you start with that. And then other things make a difference too. So I did, I did observe that it was a fun thing for people to do. And then let's go back to our other lifestyle. But if you, maybe if you have more knowledge, it will stick. So I decided uh, for the 21 days we should educate people. So I decided to write messages, um, a little, little pieces, bits of information that we would send out each day. So I didn't want the staff working on the weekend. So we did it Monday through Friday for three weeks. So that took a good number of months to, to prepare the talks that we would send out by email. So this is Kaiser staff. So we have everybody's Kaiser email. So I prepared talks such and I call it a talk. But it's really a written message. Um, what about soy? People are afraid of soy. So I had a thing on soy. Uh, does milk do a body good? <laughs> that was one topic. I had one. I won't remember all of them, but uh, plant-based athletes win. Because many men feel, I got to have that meat, you know, or men athletes, you got to have that meat for your protein so you can run fast. And no, we have some super champions. Um, the world's strongest man, Patrick Bobomian, is vegan. Um, and then, of course, cancer. So each cancer got its own talk. You know, prostate cancer, colon cancer, breast cancer. It didn't cover all cancers, but the three big ones. And then, of course, heart disease, um, and used a lot of information. And then with each talk, I tried to, you know, our communications department said, be brief, be concise, because people don't have time to read a lot. So I kept the message to about two paragraphs, but then I had hyperlinks on the side. So if you want to explore more, you could go to the experts, PCRM, nutrition facts, and um, other resources, and just kind of delve deeper into it. So I guess that was my role. And then people kind of started to see me as one of the leaders. (laughs) So we did the challenge again in 2014. I think the first year we had about 80-some people. Wow, that's a pretty good number. And that was just the medical staff. The second year we opened it up because Kaiser consists of two parts. Kaiser Permanente. uh, Kaiser Health Foundation is the insurance company. They contract with the employer's in the community and they bring the patients in. So you Kaiser patients. Permanente refers to the medical group, the doctors. So we are the Southeast Permanente Medical Group. In California, you have Northern California Permanente. So we partner together. So year 2014, we had the Permanente medical staff and the Kaiser staff. So that would be nurses, secretaries, uh, call center people, um, radiology technicians. So we all joined together. So we had over 200 that year. And um, and we got the messages. So it kind of went on from there. Uh, and then there was a little break. You know, the wellness committee worked on other things. And then I believe we came back in 2018. In the meantime, um, one of our, I work up at the Kaiser headquarters. That's my main job, resource management. And um, so, one of our nurses who didn't participate in the challenge, but just kind of heard about this, it was in the air. And I think you know this nurse <laughs> uh, who got you into our group. We uh, we work up at the Kaiser headquarters, so we had a little mini challenge just for the staff. You know, it wasn't the big Kaiser thing. Um, so, anyway, the, the nurse said, well, let me watch the documentary, Forks Over Knives. And that did it for him. Forks Over Knives, go to Netflix, watch, watch that documentary. It's life-changing. <laughs> and he lost 90 pounds. Got rid of his blood pressure medications, cholesterol medications. I think he was early-stage diabetes. Became the biggest champion of plant-based nutrition. He was like an expert. And the staff would all come to him and get advice. One of our staff got advice from him. He coached her, and she turned around her multiple sclerosis. Wow. She had brain lesions. And they scanned her brain. She was at the game changer. They scanned her brain a year later, and everything was gone. And uh, so, you know, the, the, the power spreads on. Yeah,
0: it does. And and then Kaiser went on to be a major sponsor of several conferences. Right, right. And what was the process behind, you know, it's one thing to get a couple hundred employees internally, Mm -hmm. but a lot of organizations invest internally because they want to see a difference in the bottom line. Right very different investing as a sponsor into a conference that may not
1: directly turn around
0: and that impact is true. them.
1: That is true. Uh, well, that's one of the beautiful things about Kaiser. Um, I mean, I could have gone into private practice, but um, Kaiser Permanente, a lot of people don't realize, is a not pro- not-for-profit not organization. And, um, and I guess for legal reasons, when you're not-for-profit, you do you have humanitarian motivations, but you're also required to no- donate a certain amount of your, whatever money you take in, to charity. So we do have a, I guess, Department of Community Resources, and they donate money to the community. You know, people can apply. And it's usually something that's health-related. They, they, for instance, they partnered with the, the um, NBA. I don't know if you've ever seen Kaiser's logo by the NBA. Or they uh, may donate to um, different—well, actually, one of the uh, programs I heard about recently was a a community development program in the Bankhead area. So um, if people find out about it and they come to Kaiser, you can come with a proposal. So uh, the um, Food is Medicine conference, the organizer of that, uh, came to Kaiser and asked for funds. And he knew our, um, our plant-based physician who had the heart attack, who is very active in the community in a lot of different organizations. So um, uh, a request was put in for this organization. I mean, they called it the Food is Medicine Conference, which was held at Emory. So um, since we had this foundation, we said, please donate to this group. <laughs> and so that's how that got started. So we donate to the community.
0: Yeah, and is, you know, to get so much buy-in, there are clearly, you know, challenges. You know, you're you're describing the story, and I'm sure we're getting the highlights, but along the way, I'm sure there were some challenges and hiccups. Um, what did you see as the hardest part to get these challenges up and going, to communicate internally, to get people to sign up, to motivate people, to get the foundation to sponsor the conference or were there any challenges or did it just naturally flow and it just went down a path that was meant to go down um
1: since i'm not on the or, the the um committee that awards the money i can't say but as far as i could tell there as long as we have the money it's not that much of a challenge if they support what you're doing you you know you come you present it and i they give out so much money, I couldn't even begin to tell you where. I mean, it's nationwide. It, it's certainly millions and millions. Um <laughs> a lot of people are going to start
0: applying now. Oh, that's
1: okay. <laughs> but they've got a committee that makes the decision. But it's health-oriented, health-oriented. <laughs> um, I, I, we work with Piedmont Park, you know, Things on that nature also helping sup, uh, support the, the farmers market there, oh, nice. but uh, I think if you come and they have the budget is still there and it's something they deem worthy. I don't think it's that much of a challenge in terms of that. Yeah. In yeah. terms of continuing the Plant Power Challenge, this is um, it's a group effort. Uh, we have the wellness committee and everyone has their role and they're just committed to it. And I think people put in extra hours. And uh, it fulfills the mission of the committee. So um, the committee has a lot of other activities. Uh, I can mention some briefly. But um, we, ha- and we partner with each other. There's the wellness committee. We have our communications department. So they formulated the messages. And, um, you know, they know how to uh, present things. And, you know, if I write things a certain way, they give me corrections. And they mail it out. So it's just a... Uh, a big cooperative effort between different departments. Um, and then people—actually, what, what did we do the third time? 2018. I don't know whose idea it was, but we had a caterer that really helped. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, actually, and, okay, for instance, the first year, we went to Whole Foods and said, you know, we're doing this. Would you donate? So people from Whole Foods came out with big bowls of salad (laughs) and uh, handouts, and they gave a little pitch, you know, about coming to Whole Foods and the programs that they offered. So I think sometimes when you have a great idea, it's not always that difficult, at least on a simple level. Um, So we found a vegan chef who catered. Um, the uh, meals. Well, we have what we call kickoff training. So we're going to have the, the uh, Plant Power Challenge. We call it 21-Day Plant Power Challenge. And uh, we do kickoffs. So Kaiser's big. You know, the headquarters is in Buckhead, but we have offices in uh, uh, Kennestone, uh, Conyers, Douglas, Snellville, Fayetteville, Decatur, so we pick three or four spots where we do a big training session. So those who are, want to do the challenge come to this kickoff. And we explain, this is what it is. This is how you do it. This is why you do it. Here's some delicious food to eat. That's all plant-based while you're listening. Here, What are your questions? And then you get a few days. You plan your menu for the week. Uh, get your shopping done. And then go. Monday, Monday morning we start, you know. And at the end, we'll usually have a wrap up session. Um, I guess some challenges would be um, some people don't make it to the kickoffs, but they do it anyway because we're sending out messages with a lot of links, and this is how you do it. Um, it has this started in California. One yeah. of our nutritionists in Southern California, so they've already prepared a booklet. So we just bought booklets from California. We can pass those out. Um, So I think challenges really probably were more on the level of the participants. Sure.
0: Oh, that's that's great. I mean, what an inspirational story and so wonderful to be in an environment that Mm -hmm. can be so supportive of this idea, which, you know, I think is a win-win for everybody. What do you think... Is next or in the future for you um, as well as for Kaiser in terms of plant-based nutrition?
1: Okay, so that's a great question because I have dreams and visions, <laughs> but I don't know if they'll come to pass, but well, we can you, always try. Hope springs eternal. <laughs> you, you say that it will happen. You, that's how it works. Yes, yes. So we will do our, our, our uh, fourth big challenge this August, and... Um, well, 've talked we have talked a group of us who are really committed to this. we've talked to administration. We'd like to see a plant-based program in Kaiser, Georgia. Uh, so I think they're open to that It's a matter of the timing, the funding, the space. What's encouraging it is already happening across Kaiser um, the on the west, west coast. coast. Yes uh, uh, doc- One of our physicians was interviewed on this podcast, Dr. Stephen Lewenda, who had a diabetes reversal program. We have another physician. We have uh, a physician in Northern California who had something similar. There's probably a lot more going on, but it's hard to keep track of what everyone's doing. We actually had a plant-based clinic, which is my dream, in uh, Northwest Kaiser, which is in Oregon. And uh, so they had a clinic during the daytime. And the patients could come see the doctor. You would see the nurse first, and they would talk to you about how your week went and, you know, what, what your diet was like. So the role of the doctor was to monitor you while the plant-based nutrition lifestyle was having its effect and reversing your disease. So we need to, can we uh, taper your diabetes medicines? Can we get you off your diabetes medicines? How's your, your uh, asthma doing? Or all the things that could be impacted by plant-based nutrition. Their role was to follow that. And uh, so that was the really the first plant based clinic in the Kaiser Nation, and we have a doctor in Sacramento who has a, a research grant to do studies, and he's it's developed. So everyone has a different a program with a little different flavor. So that's already in progress there. We have a physician in uh, Kaiser Atlant, um, we call it Mid Atlantic States. That's Washington D.C., Virginia, Maryland, who has started a plant based weight loss program and she's also written a book i can't remember the name right now but she has a book and she has a website and our sacramento kaiser doctor has a website and i'm trying to work on one too <laughs> but oh, that's a great. lot of work so we do have models across the nation so in terms of um so that would be my dream for georgia so it's a matter of the timing the finances the space in the meantime i was recently asked because all of our plant power challenges are focused on the staff. Uh, but I was recently asked to teach a class to some patients. So we have what we call a weight management program. It's based upon what's happening in California, uh, not plant-based. Uh, they've been working on getting that off the ground for a few years, but it's for our morbidly obese patients. And uh, their options are Optifast meal replacement, um weight loss drug or bariatric surgery, so those are the options and and I would like to offer a plan based option <laughs> so at this point, I have been asked this past week, I did my first classes you know to to um first um taught my first classes to this group, so we will see so that's kind of a start, so we moved away from staff, and now we're entering into the patient world in the meantime of course when I see patients in the office I'm very liberal with spreading this information
0: (laughs) I bet you so I have told hundreds
1: of people about it but that's different from having an organized structured program but uh, we do have our nutritionists on board so they can I I always tell them you can always come to the nutritionist for help one of our nutritionists was inspired to teach a class he has created a plant-based class and I, you, you all can't see our, our healthy living lifestyle book, but we now have a whole food plant based class which our patients can sign up for. So there are um, there's movement. You know, yeah. I guess we'd like to see a structured program, but that will take time.
0: Yeah. No. What an inspirational story with the power of one. Yeah. And over the course of six years, you've gone from one individual to a challenge of 80 people to then 200 people to now serving the patients mm-hmm. and communicating and sponsoring.
1: 2018, we had over 500 sign up. Oh,
0: wow. Yeah. So,
1: It'll be interesting to see what happens this summer.
0: Right. And how each one of those participants on staff as a physician or a staff member spreads the idea. and you know, how inspirational to see how this has evolved and just organically grown because there's so much support of people who just feel so much better. Yes. Or, you know, just want to communicate how good they feel so other people can feel the same way. Yes.
1: And when people do have these dramatic responses or turnarounds with their health, it really impacts other people who are 200, 300 pounds and they see what, what happened with you and, Um, And then what happens also is our staff member uh, um, does the challenge, but the family does the challenge, too. Yeah. So they take it home. Wow. Or then somebody says, well, Dr. Goodlett, you know, I did the challenge, but now my book club wants to do this. Or people in my church want to try it. So we've gone out to churches and talked about it. So it's it's spread outside of Kaiser also.
0: Wow. Well— Thank you so much for all the tremendous work that you're doing. And thank you for taking the time for sharing that with us today.
1: Okay. It was a pleasure to be here. Thank you.
0: The Whole Health Cure is brought to you by Emory Lifestyle Medicine and Wellness. For more information about wellness assessments, classes, and other resources, please visit our website, emoryhealthcare.org livewell. This material is copyrighted by Emory University.